the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Thank you and welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I hope you were able to hear my phone call with uh, my dear friend in Israel at uh, during the 4 o'clock hour. If not, uh, we are planning on rebroadcasting that at the bottom of the hour from 5.30 to 6. So if you were not able to hear it, or if you did and you want someone else to hear it, we're going to rebroadcast that uh, at the bottom of the hour at, at uh, 5.30. Lots of things going on on Capitol Hill. Um, and I've I've been... I've tried to be pretty careful about not being too overly critical of the move to oust Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Kevin McCarthy was far from perfect uh, as the Speaker of the House. But at the time that he was elected, I felt this, and I do today, with the extremely slim margin that the Republicans have in the House of Representatives— And considering that a sizable number of Republicans uh, in the House are not really conservative, they're more moderate, there are probably a couple uh, that are more Democrat than they are Republican. With the actual political makeup of the House of Representatives, I thought that Kevin McCarthy was probably the best we could do. Um. I, and I, I still feel that way. Uh, did he compromise with the Democrats on occasions? Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, did he keep most of his promises that he made uh, when he was elected Speaker of the House? Yeah, I think so. Uh, overall, I think he was doing a pretty good job and as good as possible with the political reality. Uh, but he was thrown out. First time in American history. And, of course, those that led the charge to get him ousted, uh, Gates from Florida and some of the others, they had no way of knowing that war would break out in Israel. But in hindsight, and of course hindsight is always twenty twenty, in hindsight, it was really, really, really a dumb time to oust the Speaker of the House, because the House of Representatives has basically been paralyzed uh, since McCarthy was thrown out. And this is a time when Americans need to see their leadership in Washington standing side by side together. And there have been few times in, in recent history where we have needed a Speaker of the House more. Well, we may be moving in that direction. Today, 
The uh, Republicans met in closed-door session and took a secret ballot on who their candidate would be for the next Speaker of the House. There were two major candidates, Steve Scalise from Louisiana. Of course, you remember Steve Scalise. He was almost killed at a softball game. He was shot. Uh, It was clearly an assassination attempt by a Bernie Sanders follower. Uh, Let's not forget that because I think that's important. And then our own Ohio Jim Jordan. Now, in my mind, Jim Jordan would have been the perfect choice. And uh, if Jim Jordan had replaced Kevin McCarthy, I would say, you know, I didn't agree with the ouster, but this could turn out pretty good. Now, I think Scalise is fairly conservative. He has said that he's pro-life. Anyway, the Republicans met behind closed doors this morning. Uh, They talked. I'm sure they yelled and shouted at each other. And Steve Scalise came out as the winner. Uh, Now, again, this is not the vote to make him the uh, Speaker of the House. This is the vote to determine who the first, and there, there could be many, the first candidate from the Republicans for Speaker of the House. Steve Scalise won by a vote of 113 to Jim Jordan's 99. So, Steve Scalise, who, by the way, is battling cancer, but um, I've read several reports that doctors do not believe that his battle with cancer will impact him in any way, and he is expected uh, to make a, a full recovery. So what does that mean? Well, it may not mean a whole lot, realizing the uh, Democrats will probably stand in unison to oppose Steve Scalise. And we know how divided the Republicans are. Uh, There are, I am sure, some dyed-in-the-wool, die-hard Jim Jordan supporters that are not about to vote for Steve Scalise. So uh, when will a vote be taken? Well, we don't know. There are some who are saying a vote could be taken this afternoon, this evening. It could be tomorrow. And we just don't know. There was a great deal of unknown here. Is it possible that we could have a new Speaker of the House by the end of the day? Yes. Is it likely? Uh, In my opinion, probably not. I hope I'm wrong. I would love it if... um, By the end of the day, Steve Scalise is the Speaker of the House. I think he's a good man. I I do. Would he be better than Kevin McCarthy? I don't know. Maybe. But I I do know this. Some of the far, far, far right Republicans will not be pleased with anybody. I don't care who it is. They're going to find a reason to complain and whine, and they're not going to be happy with anybody. So anyway, uh, we will see. We will see. And then here's breaking news out of Washington. The Washington Post has announced that they are going to cut 240 positions from their staff. Now, what does that mean? It means 
they are becoming quickly irrelevant. Now, part of this is people just don't read paper newspapers anymore. All published newspapers are struggling. But the Washington Post began making the transition from print to media, uh, internet, and so forth quite some time ago, and they've been pretty successful in making that transition. So, yes, part of it is people just aren't reading the written newspapers anymore, but I think mostly people don't trust them. The Washington Post has become far, 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 far left, and people simply don't trust them. So I think the major reason why they have to lay off a whole bunch of people is because of their ideology, their far left-wing ideology. Now, does that mean that they will change their ideology? Not a chance. No, the, to the far left, it's a religion, and they are willing to suffer and even die for their quote-unquote religious convictions. So is this the beginning of the end for the Washington Post? Well, I don't think they're going to die soon, but they're probably in intensive care on life support. Will they do what they need to do to bring the post back to life? Not on your life. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Bob Bernie Live. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me today. Um, you know, I am very pleased with our freshman senator, our young senator, J.D. Vance from Ohio. Um, if you're a longtime listener, you probably will remember back in the primary for the uh, Ohio Senate seat, the Republican primary, there were, what, seven or eight major candidates. And uh, I had an open-door policy for all the candidates, and I, and I told them, hey, listen, uh, if you want to come on my program and talk to my listeners about why you should be the next— a Republican senator from the state of Ohio, you've got an open door. You've got a microphone available to you because I want my listeners to be well informed before they vote. So if you want to speak to the Christian conservative community in the state of Ohio, you let me know when you want to be on, and I will try to carve out time for you. Well, I got a few calls, but the one candidate above all of the others who came over and over again and said to me, Bob, I want to talk to your listeners. I want to talk to the Christian conservative community in Ohio. I want them to find out who I am, where I stand, and I want to ask them to vote for me. That was J.D. Vance. Um, A couple of the candidates, I tried never called. They never got back to me. Now, with that said, 
I really wasn't certain what kind of senator he would be. And he is um, still new in the office, but I tell you, I have been impressed. Uh, He's been leading the charge on the East Palestine front. He has been very, very vocal in being pro-life. I think he has led the charge on several important issues here in the state of Ohio. And uh, most of you know that this past Friday was the March for Life. And uh, I don't know whether I commented on this earlier in the week or not. But, you know, in my estimation, there were five to 6,000 people at the March for Life, one of the larger demonstrations, marches at the Ohio State House in many, many years. It was a big, big, major event. Two of the local TV stations basically ignored it. Uh, One of them said in a very, very short blip on their website, a few hundred people came. What do you mean a few hundred? There were thousands. Nobody that was there would give an estimate less than 2,000. A reasonable person would say it had to be at least 3,000. And I don't think it was out of the question to estimate it as five to 6,000 people. And so one station completely ignored it, which is unconscionable. Uh, the other station said, oh, a few hundred. Uh, to their credit, and I've been, very, I've been very critical of this station, Channel 6 and Channel 28, which is the Fox affiliate here in Columbus, just because they're Fox does not mean that the local station is conservative at all. But of the three stations, Channel 6 gave good, solid, balanced coverage. Daryl Rowland, who was with the uh, Columbus Dispatch for quite some time, uh, Daryl leans to the left. He and I have had some very interesting uh, discussions on social media, shall we say, and we have often disagreed, Uh, used to work for the dispatch. Now he's working for Channel 6, Channel 28. He was the one assigned to cover the event, and I thought he did it in a straightforward, honest, and balanced method. And uh, I've reached out to him and commended him for that. Anyway, back to J.D. Vance. Um, One of the keynote speakers at the March for Life was... Senator J.D. Vance, and he gave absolute unconditional support for defeating Issue 1 and standing against abortion. Among other things, he said, there, there is a choice coming, and we need to choose life. We need to fight for life starting next week when early voting begins in the state. The first step is no on issue one. There are many steps to support after the election, and I'll be right there with you with those two. So um, I am just very, very pleased with the pro-life, unapologetic pro-life stance of uh, J.D. Vance. Good for him. 
And then uh, hockey is not my sport. Um, I must say, um, in all the time that the Blue Jackets have been here in Columbus, I've had the opportunity to go to one game. A friend of mine had tickets, and they were really, really good tickets. And I went, and I honestly was kind of dreading it. I loved it. I hate watching hockey on TV. But in person, it was actually pretty exciting. But with that said, I'm just not a hockey fan. Never have been, probably never will be. But I must commend the NHL, the National Hockey League. If you will remember last year, there was a lot of controversy over the NHL's Pride Nights. Uh, Almost every team, in fact, I think all of them except one, uh, had a Pride Night. And as part of Pride Night, the uh, hockey players during practice had jerseys with the rainbow flags. And then on their sticks, their hockey sticks, they had rainbow tape to celebrate Pride. And, of course, we know what the Bible says about Pride. But anyway, there was one... Um, NHL player from Russia who is Russian Orthodox. And uh, he said, I can't do it. Uh, And so he decided to stay in the locker room during the practice session because he said, I cannot come out onto the ice with a pride jersey, pride tape on my stick and so forth. Well, he was criticized severely. Ivan Provoforov, or something something close to that. He received death threats, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, to the credit of the NHL, they actually backed him and said, hey, he has every right to his religious beliefs. He has every right to his convictions. And they stood behind him. Well, fast forward to this year, this season. Evidently, several reliable sources are reporting that the National Hockey League has banned rainbow pride tape, pride clothing, pride jerseys during any part of practice or a game. It's a long-involved statement from the NHL, but basically the NHL said our players are free to express themselves in any way they want off the ice. Quote, players should be expressed, pardon me, players should be encouraged to express themselves off the ice. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.